Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries, where our mission is to expose genetically altered Christianity, establish truth, and empower disciples of Jesus Christ. For a little bit of housekeeping before we get started with today's episode, if this episode's helpful to your growth, to anybody around you that you think would actually need this episode, please share it, like it, leave a comment, because I can only do so much. You're the hands and feet of God. Join with me and let's get God's message out. Be the crew that God knew, not the crew that fell through. Also, if you want to financially partner with this ministry, you can do so through Patreon and PayPal. Just click on the links in the description box. And mostly, pray for this ministry. Pray that God will continue to expose genetically altered Christianity the same type of stuff that's hurt people in the church for far too long and hurt people that wanted to be a part of the church. That's what this ministry is about, is getting rid of all of that so that everyone has the same access to God. And to everyone that is praying, thank you. To everyone that is partnering with this ministry by either sharing these videos or financially, thank you. And if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us at office.saltandlight at gmail.com and we'll help you in any way that we can. Okay, now that the housekeeping's done, let's receive what God has for us today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the last tool in our toolbox series. And that tool is the Holy Spirit. Now, the tool of the Holy Spirit is going to take at least two to three episodes to really cover. If I were to try and go into all the aspects of the Holy Spirit, we would be here for the next couple of years. I'm trying to condense this down into how it applies to relationship with God and with us. I'm going to call this mini-series the PPE of the Holy Spirit. Not personal protection equipment, not that kind of PPE. PPE stands for Person, Purpose, Efficient. This week we're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. Next week we'll get into the purpose and then... The last week, we'll get into the efficiency of the Holy Spirit. So, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, the Holy Spirit is a person, not a thing or an it. All throughout Scripture, you see the Holy Spirit being referred to as a he, a him, a whom, or a who. Yes, I just use pronouns, and I know that's a touchy subject, but bear with me. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who? Is in you? John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Romans 5, 5. The Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Acts 5, 32. John 15, 26. Matthew 1, 20. Do I really need to keep going? There are all kinds of scriptures that refer to the Holy Spirit as a person. Because God is a personal God. And you don't get personal with a thing. The Holy Spirit is never referred to as a thing or an it. The closest you can come to that is when the Holy Spirit is called a gift. Check out Acts 2.38. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, if you research the word gift, it can easily be understood as the gift of grace. Grace is the undeserved gift, the undeserved favor of God. Just like Jesus was a gift. We didn't deserve him. God gave him to us anyways. That was a gift of grace. We don't deserve the Holy Spirit. That's a gift from God, a gift through grace. The Holy Spirit is still a person in the same way that Jesus was still a person. Yes, the Holy Spirit's a person. No, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. It's very important to understand. The second thing to understand about who the Holy Spirit is, is the fact that he's probably the least understood person in the Trinity. The Trinity is the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes, people confuse the person of the Holy Spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the power doesn't dictate the person. The person dictates the power. If I pick up a hammer, the hammer does not dictate to me how much power to give it. I dictate how much power I'm going to put into the hammer. The person of the Holy Spirit dictates the power of the Holy Spirit. So point one, the Holy Spirit's a person. Point two, don't confuse the Holy Spirit's power with the Holy Spirit's character. The Holy Spirit dictates the power. Some people might even consider the Holy Spirit to be the least in the Trinity, not equal to the Father and Son. And this couldn't be further from the truth. Point three, the Holy Spirit is equal to the Father and Son. Each has their own role to play in our development, and not one is greater than the other, because all three of them come together to make the same ultimate being. Now, some might disagree. I don't care. You find the scriptures that support your stance, start your own podcast, and debate God for yourself. He's the one that said it, not me. All three are equal, but they perform specific roles individually. Let's look at God the Father. God the Father normally doesn't vacate his throne. His role is Father. In fact, there's only one time that I've ever seen in Scripture where God actually got off of his throne, and that's in Exodus 33:22, when God passes by Moses and Moses gets to see his back. But there's multiple Scriptures that talk about God sitting on his throne. He's so powerful and so amazing that he doesn't have to get up. Check out Revelations 20:11. Psalms 103:19, Isaiah 6:1, 1 Kings 22:19, Isaiah 66:1. That in fact, that one's one of my favorites. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. That takes power. When the earth is your footstool and you're kicking back, you're sitting on something, and that's called the throne of God. God can vacate His throne, but He doesn't have to in order to be with us. God has his specific role to play that he gave to himself before the beginning of time, and that is Father. He's the one that referred to himself as Father. No one on this earth gave him that title. Jesus has a role to play too. Jesus is the Son of God made flesh. His specific role in the Old Testament, all things were made for him and through him. In the New Testament, premillennial reign, he's the redeemer of the brethren. Postmillennial reign, He's the ruler over all. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, to be fair, Jesus never stopped being the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's always been, always will be. I'm just using specific situations in the Bible to detail different roles that he takes on. But those are the roles of Jesus. It's not his role to be everywhere all the time. In fact, Jesus even told us that it was to our advantage that he leave so that the Holy Spirit could come. 
John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Why is it to our advantage? Because Jesus, being 100% God and 100% man, could not be everywhere all the time. It's simple enough to prove. Can you be everywhere all the time? No? Why not? Oh, you're human. Right. So is Jesus. He couldn't be everywhere all the time because that wasn't his role. It's the Holy Spirit's role to be everywhere all the time. Anytime scripture is referencing God being with us, it's referring to the Holy Spirit. Joshua 1, 9. Have I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Genesis 31, 3. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. Exodus 29, 45. I will dwell among the sons of Israel and will be their God. The most important one for us to remember today is 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? For the Holy Spirit to dwell in all believers today, that would imply that he has the ability to be everywhere all the time. How? Because that's his role. To be with us always to be our helper. Scripture's clear. God's role is Father. Jesus' role is Son, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. The Holy Spirit's role is to be everywhere all the time and to help us out. Wait, Casey, aren't you limiting God by saying that he doesn't leave his throne and Jesus can't go everywhere all the time? No. I'm not limiting God and I'm not limiting Jesus. Remember, all three persons make up the same eternal being. Matthew 28, 19, when Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, he's not talking about three parts of a same being, because if he was, he wouldn't have to distinguish between those parts. He could just say, Go into all the nations and baptize people in the name of Jehovah or God and give a singular specific name. But Jesus is very specific, and God's Word is very specific. That's why there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Because you can't degrade or limit someone by giving an attribute to a specific role of who they are as a person. Three make one. God uses marriage as an example to illustrate this. God created man. God created the woman out of a man. We learned that back in the Foundation series. The woman is a separate person from the man. Yet they're both part of the same being. Genesis 2.23 Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Then God says, Genesis 2.24 Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. In the same way that Adam and Eve are two separate people, yet joined together to become one, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three separate persons joined together to become one. A modern day example would be the family unit. Let's take my family. We are the Harrisons. The Harrisons are comprised of myself, my wife, my daughter, and my son. If you take me by myself, I'm just a man. My wife by herself, She's just a woman. 
My daughter, she's just a girl. My son, he's just a boy. Bring us all together in the roles in which we were meant to play in the family, and you have me as father, my spouse as wife, our offspring as daughter and son. Together, we're the family unit called the Harrisons. But remember, I said roles. You have to keep all of us in our same role. My son's never going to be the father of this family, and I'm never going to be the son. My daughter's never going to be the mother of this family, and my wife is never going to be the daughter. We are four different people with specific roles that make up one family unit. God is very similar. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each of them have specific roles. Keep them in their role. Because as three persons with specific roles that make up one God, not one of them is greater than the other one. All three are equally God. Now let's recap all of this information. Now who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he's a person, not a thing. He is one of the three persons that make up God. He's just as important as Jehovah, God the Father, and Jesus, God the Son. They're equal in status, they're equal in power. And the Holy Spirit is the person of God that is everywhere all the time. Now it's important to let all of this soak in. If you need to listen to it a second time, go back and listen to it. Understand the person of the Holy Spirit because next week we're actually going to be talking about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And it's hard to understand somebody's purpose if you don't understand who they are. And by the way, if you have any questions that you don't want to leave in the comment section, or if you have prayer requests, please email us at office.saltandlight at gmail.com. We're here for you. We are your crew. Until then, be bold, be strong, and be blessed. Thank you.